You staying home tonight? I hadn't planned on it, no. Plan on it. No, you do it, man. You do it. Connor, welcome to the show. Or no, Nick, give like a big intro to Connor. Like, this is Connor Flanagan, everyone. So you don't care for videos like... Let's see what happens. All right. I have no idea what this is going to be like. Ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we've already started. Oh, oh we've started? Yeah, man. Yeah, are you serious? Hi, Connor. We're on the show. What's up? <laughs> this is great. Okay. All right. Are we just going to leave that there? And, and we're just, just going to leave it there. We're just going to just keep thinking about this. It could be like the, hey, I have an answer. Okay. Like the horn. All right. Mm. It's like, meow, 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 kind of thing. Yeah. That noise. Mm-hmm. Well, here we are. Nick, do you want to introduce yourself? Myself? Yeah. Hi, I'm Nick Gutierrez. Okay. So what about you, Connor? <laughs> I'm I'm also Nick Gutierrez. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, who so are for, you? For people who don't know you, Connor, because people know this guy. People know Nick. Yeah, because he's been on the show a few times on almost every show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm starting to think this is your show. <laughs> Dude, he figured it's it the, out. Yeah, he figured it's, it out. It's the yeah, show it. <clears throat> with Edmund because Edmund's just like the secondary guest, right? But it's, Nick show. Show. it's Nick's show. I pay a yeah. lot of money. That for actually him makes to do a lot more all. sense now. The yeah. name mm-hmm. you yep. can attach it to anybody. Yeah. I, I also love, Connor, that just Thursday you said, the show, it's a stupid title. It is. And you said it in such a real, honest way that, like, I, I didn't feel offended at all. It was, like, it was like in the middle of just real heartfelt conversation. You're like, like, for instance, your podcast, like, the show, stupid title. <laughs> and then you, like, kept going. And I was like, yeah, wow, this is really, this is really yeah, insightful. But, but, yeah, it's stupid, but, <laughs> but it's awesome at the same time. There's, yeah. like, a really, yeah, there's a brilliant piece to the stupidness so that's kind of the venn diagram where i live that's kind of where i do my art right it's kind of like slightly stupid like slightly stupid but then you're like is this stupid is it stupid is it that's the thing that's the thing and in no, 10 no, years it's... people are gonna be like that was that brilliant. was brilliant he's got it no your first episode you took in callers and left uh you're asking people to leave voicemails yeah and that was like what my voicemail was about i said what thought process was there when you named your the podcast show, show? Oh, the show oh, i was yeah, like yeah the plan to sell it later no just, just everyone to be as would want the show as right well just to make it as it works that was the, the real show. part so anyway so connor tell tell for the three people that don't know you tell people what you do what do i do yeah uh i work uh i'm from the twin cities minneapolis st paul i live in st paul i feel obligated to say twin cities because that's how people know it but mm-hmm. i live in yeah. st paul i like st paul better than minneapolis as well so okay live in st paul uh i work still at a church as a youth minister full-time and um uh pursuing music full-time it feels like as well yeah so yeah how long have you done youth ministry for now i'm in my eighth year did you you graduate in 2011 too yeah okay when did you graduate 2012 uh, uh 15 16? 14 14 because well, i did two years on that you're young i always forget how young nick is yeah. i'm a year younger than young, you. i know young it's nick. just weird i could be your oh, oh, you should come on tour his... Young Nick. Young Nick. What would I do? On the show. Tell me what my talent is. Dude. You'd press the button. You'd press the button. Oh, are you talking about Edmund's show? No, oh, no, I no, thought no, you were talking about my show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I'll do that. And you could bring the sound. You had some good sound at your church. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, so you just want me for my sound. Mm-hmm. Okay. So All I right. feel like we should tell the show. I, I just love this story of the first year I did youth ministry and you coming to my parish yeah. and performing. I don't even know how I knew that you did that. Like, I don't even know if back then websites existed and I knew that you even they were... did. We had, we had a very, I say we, because you probably had a MySpace. 
I didn't have a MySpace. I, this was after MySpace yeah. from a music perspective, anyways. But no, I had a website. It was really, yeah, whatever. I think it was WordPress. It was my first kickoff, and I was like, "We got to bring in the big guys. We got to bring in the big talent. The big, the big talent." <laughs> and so, uh, and I was like, "We need to really go all out on this youth ministry kickoff." Yeah. And uh, so, I really wanted set design was really important to me. Really important. So I got a huge canvas painters, t- t- like painters canvas or yeah. like a drop cloth. Yeah, and I painted our theme on it. What was? Which it? Do you was, remember the theme? Yeah, Something it about was. Greatness? It was a uh, radical. Ooh, already off to a great <laughs> start here. <laughs> well, you know, radical Nick comes from this word that means from the roots, right? You know, so right. it was like radical convert. So he radical, remembers the talk. He still remembers yeah, the still talk that he gave. Uh, I don't know something radical, something and then radical. it had like the roots. Radical heart. Radical no, I was like conversion. Radical. I think you've shown me. It the, was from uh, scripture. Flyer. It was green oh, and yeah. orange. Yes, green and orange was my that. color scheme. <laughs> and I probably it. spent twenty hours on that flyer. Yeah, like designing it. It was cool though because I had been I had been in youth ministry at that point. I graduated a year before you, right? So I had been in youth minister for a year at this point. Two thousand. Well, wait, did when we did graduate together? Two thousand eleven, right? Who was your commencement? Spe- was it Father Raniero Cantilla Mesa? Yeah. Did they do Gregorian chant at the mass and you got yeah. frustrated? Yeah. I don't know what that was. What was that? I think it was something in my freezer. I don't think that was your freezer. I don't think that was your freezer. Well, was it the pull-up bar? Might have been uh, pull-up. I just wanted to mention the pull-up bar on the... No. <laughs> you don't have... This is my house. I'm a, I'm a man. My sister's off screen here. <laughs> She's the producer. Here, Check the go. garbage can. <laughs> I was going to say, set off the ninja smoke and let's just ambush this burglar, this intruder. I'm so, I'm so like, I'm like overthinking the smoke. I'm like, is this going to be a really epic moment? I don't want to, I don't want the first yeah, time we use no the question. smoke. Okay. No right. question. No question. Um, we'll just know when we know. It'll happen. Did you start at St. Pat's right after you graduated? Yeah. Man, for some reason I thought, and you went to Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think I feel like I came out. It was your first kickoff, then. That yeah, fall? it was very first. Dang. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, I, I thought probably it was... paid you nothing. No, here. I'll. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Oh but, God. Um, oh God. I do remember. <laughs> oh God. Um, I was impressed because I had done a kickoff myself in my parish, and I saw the painter's tarp, and I was like. That is creative. He's, he's <laughs> got it going he's on. Got I was it so going creative. On. You I were. Was so you creative. decided to make a backdrop and you painted the theme huge on it. Yeah. Um, this and is I ba- thought it was. I left there on no joke. Our next kickoff, I went and bought three painters tarps. Nice. Yeah. And used them as our backdrop. This is back before I even thought that we could like actually print stuff on posters. <laughs> I just didn't even think that about exists. that. Yeah. I just didn't. Even, thanks, Vistaprint. Do you use mm. Vistaprint? Oh my gosh. Use I don't. Well, I use time. a local guy. Mm. Oh, there you go. Painter. Wait, so what was this? What's the story on the stipend? Did I totally rip you off? No, I don't remember. Um, I don't remember what I was charging at the time. Did you pay your day of or the next day, like I do? Oh, I, I probably I always pay. Oh, you I next probably day. paid you like three months later because at that time I I had no clue how no, to do you, any no, of yeah, it. Yeah, no, you paid me up front. I I want to I want to say I charged like five hundred bucks, and um, and you I remember talking to you about the budget and it not being all the way there. <laughs> Um, but you and Danielle tithed to me what? to oh, make it right. up. You no way. Yeah. You... Wow, I'm a great person. I <laughs> yeah. don't remember that at all. I feel like I would have remembered that. No, because I, I remember opening opening it up and you like 
felt bad that you couldn't pay what I asked. And so you had a check from the church and then another check for like, I think it was like $200 from wow. Danielle that was like, hey, we just believe That was the last time we've ever tied. Too. That was probably like the last time we tied. <laughs> Proud of you, son. Yeah. yeah we were like, we've, we, this was a good one. Connor will mention this years later. We're good. On a we, stopped, we stopped tithing. <laughs> we stopped tithing after that. <laughs> no, I, it meant a lot to me because it was like, and you put a note with it that was like, hey, we just really believe in your ministry. Yeah. You know? And so that, um, that's something that's been reflecting. I've been reflecting on on my time here in Texas too. Is I'm I'm reworking with old friends mm-hmm. who have had me back in the past and kind of you included now. Yeah, um, and it's just neat. We were just talking about this before we got on the podcast, but yeah, like it's just neat to come full circle from where I started to what I'm doing now. Let's describe Connor Flanagan showing up at the kickoff. How many? How, how long had you been doing music up until that point? Like, is this something, Hannah? Is this something he's been doing ever since he was like ten or? Oh, we got some videos. Yeah. We got some home yeah. videos. Like like performing like entertainer, like like music stuff, or like is he lip doing singing. sets like like comedy? Okay. Lip singing. Okay. DC talk. Okay. Like okay. lip singing. We're gonna need that for the show notes. Yep, we're gonna need that. <clears throat> Ian, Ian, if you could put that in there. Thank you. Ian. Ian's our our editor. Mm-hmm. Got it. Hannah, got Hannah knows that because she's the producer. Never right. married. Yeah. <laughs> nice guy, never married. Uh um, so you had been doing this for a while, but how long you had started recording stuff in college or I don't, had you been recording before that? I'm wonder. I don't know if I had a CD when I came out to do your, your show. Um, I had, I really, I had written my first couple songs in Austria. So spring of 2009 when yeah. in college. And then when I got back from that trip, I looked for every opportunity, opportunity on campus to play coffee house, things like that. And then it wasn't until my first year out, that I had the opportunity to record like an EP. So my first couple songs. Yeah. Um, and at that point it was just kind of like, I want to share these. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was just kind of reaching out to any youth minister who would have me as they yeah. had a kickoff. We did like an advent. I think you were at that one. We played for joy Wattenbarger's advent, like Christmas party, you know? And that was just like in a room with like the kids in a circle, like no stage. We just like, we put on a show. Yeah. Just me and my guitar with like 25 kids in a circle, you know? So were you always, were you always writing or were you always performing? Like what for you is, I know maybe this is, this isn't true, but I always feel like there are some musicians that are, they have to write, write, write. Yeah. And so then, then they have to perform in order to perform what they've written. And there's yeah. other people that are, like, just like to perform and they'll perform any, like they'll perform yeah. any song. Um, I think, I mean, I'm somewhere in the middle because I can't, I don't like doing covers. And part mm. of that is just because I don't think I have the voice for it. Like, I don't consider myself a singer, even though like I try to sing. I don't like, I'm not a vocalist. Like some people, their voice is like their instrument and they like take care of it and go on vocal mm. rest and all these yeah. things. And that's just not me. You know, I hack my way through singing. Uh, and so you starting... want to do some like Jason Raz type covers or um, like some, I maybe like if I did like a pop medley. So I, mm-hmm. I would just like do enough of a song until I couldn't do that song anymore and yeah, yeah. do the pieces and parts I could sing. And it, again, just to kind of grab people's attention. Um, but I, uh, I don't know. I think for me, it was a way to pray at the very, very beginning. Yeah, so yeah. I just like took prayers that I had and literally put them to music. So it was a way to process that. And then, so I just, even even in prayer, you can do covers. You, you yeah, weren't no. like playing Hillsong <laughs> I was or anything. Not playing Hillsong, you're like God no. deserves better than this. <laughs> yeah, he deserves pray. he deserves an original. <laughs> right? Yeah, doesn't deep. even pray the Our Father. You know, that's a yeah. cover. Yeah, 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 that's a cover. That's, that's a cover. cover. Our Father's a cover. Hail Mary. Yeah. Not for how me. are you going to top? Yeah, how are you going <laughs> right. to top the yeah. the original artist of the Our Father? That's ooh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So so in college, it was more ministry. If 
first kind of yeah i mean i okay. think for me i just felt like the lord inspired some songs and i kind of organically watched people enjoy them you know i just would just play them and people kind of would keep asking about them and hey are you playing next where you you know do you have these recorded or whatnot and um and so then it kind of became a yeah i want to share them and then i as i did that more i just started to fall in love with like piecing together a set and learning how to entertain people mm-hmm, and engage mm-hmm. people and um and not a lot of people were doing that. Yeah. You know? And I now looking back, I don't know why. Again, we were just talking about this. Like, now, with everything we bring into a show, it's like, clearly, I can be pretty confident that people are going to like it. Yeah. Right? They may not love the songs, but I know they'll, like, leave the experience kind of being impressed by like it. it was a high-quality performance. Yeah, it's a high... Yeah. yeah. But looking back then... I like I must have had that confidence, but it was just me and a guitar. No, you did. You definitely had that confidence. But yes, you showed up with a guitar. You showed up with a Taylor guitar, a Taylor amp, and that was it. And, and I'm, just and, thinking I was going to entertain yeah, and people. a hat turned backwards. Yeah, and it was just like, yeah, all right, let's do know, this. It's weird, it's weird to <laughs> yeah, think about. Yeah, yeah. But it, but in some ways, like I don't know, that was awesome, right? Like yeah. in some ways, I I bet think of any like really huge musician now and you would kill to just hear them just plug into a normal amp and oh, just like sure. I absolutely yeah i love acoustic yeah. stripped down versions of songs yeah, yeah. what were, what were you playing like at franciscan for like coffee houses and stuff like if they weren't covers or were you just doing all your yeah i just had all stuff? my own stuff and gotcha. it was and it was acoustic bass but i would rap over my guitar so it okay. was different so mm-hmm. when you have a lot of people doing singer songwriter stuff or worship songs sure or like literally putting and i'm not knocking this but like putting just like the our father the hail mary to music yeah. you know yeah, so yeah. it's yeah. um what well, in, in my mind franciscan is like saturated with uh you know just like i guess worship leaders yeah. and so Don't like that way the, i'm sorry i'm sorry you know <clears throat> what's wrong with worship leaders well yeah, no what's nothing wrong with them? <laughs> nothing and so like i was just uh like well while you're performing like at the same like like coffee house night or something like that where yeah. the other performers doing that yeah really okay yeah. And so, like, you you were standing out, like, pretty pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people got creative. Like, there were always some different talented acts, and whether it was music-based or talent show-type stuff, um, or people did some really awesome covers. Like, people were gifted to that stuff, like, I love, sure. you know? But I think just from an original standpoint, yeah, I would get up there, and I would start rapping over my guitar, and that would kind of be like, wait, what? So, so yeah. that's the way you pray through rapping? Yes. Would you pray yeah, through the rapping? Go. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Wait, so, like, I guess... Uh, so you've always been like performance like minded like yeah. with your music. okay like for me just like with doing like worship music like I've been just trying to like battle that like mm-hmm. I don't see myself as a performer I see yeah. myself as like let's lead someone in prayer but I know you do that too I've witnessed right. you do that yeah at the same time yeah and so like how do you how do you uh man yeah how do, how do you operate or like you specifically how do you operate with that. Well, I think there's With a performance in. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think there's an element of, and, and people may hate to hear this, but I do think there's an element of performance in worship leading, because mm. if you don't look confident, mm. you're leading yeah. worship leading, right? You, you need to be confident in what you're doing and your body language needs to be inviting. Mm-hmm. And that's all very intentional. Yep. And what is, what is that intentionality that's performing? Yeah. And yes. You can pray that at the same time, <laughs> you know, I don't think it's a bad thing. And so, um, what I do, my movements, whether it's worship leading or doing one of my own concerts or whatever, it's all intentional to the point of like getting people to see through what I'm doing and see the person who's inspiring what I'm doing. Mm. Sure. And for me, it's always been like, if you take Jesus out of it, it's like hilarious how, how, none, how none of this would be. 
mm. like like none of it would yeah. be. So for me, it's never even. There's never even been the temptation of like it's this or that. It's always been like that. It's always mm, been okay. like the worship Jesus piece, and I just want to be excellent at the craft of it. So he's even more clearly seen. Yeah, you know. But you've but you've also made a significant decision to do the performance piece. Like like when when did you start transitioning from a Taylor amp to right. like full blown like lasers and and fog machines? Yeah, you don't like, just stumble upon that, right? Yeah, yeah. unless I was some in a back other... alley one day <laughs> and I found some a trailer <laughs> full of thousands of dollars of gear. And this grungy looking dude was and like, I hey, asked man, no questions. questions. Yeah. You I know just what? took it home. Like, yeah, you man, know what? It I'll would be pretty it. interesting if Connor just constantly asked himself, "What is no one else doing?" And then he just did that. You know what I mean? He's like, "What is no one else? No one else is I doing mean, smoke machines. Let's do smoke machines." We were talking about that a little bit. It has a light on it too. Got, that's oh, awesome. It changes colors. Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> fantastic. It's a little smelly. Man, okay, I was like yeah. right over that, like really You're getting a little into closer it. than I thought. Yeah. Just carry on as if it didn't, as if it didn't happen. No. When uh, <laughs> that is that is the mentality though of yeah. what is no one else doing? Yeah. And what and so like even as I was doing an acoustic show, I was like, well, what does no one else do? No one else freestyles. Mm. And so I used to do this. Like I mean, I remember rapping about. Yetis and spaghetti. Yes, I remember this too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just take like you just take like I'd have uh, the kids raise their hands and and like pick three or four topics and write a chorus on the spot. And I'll still do this for like event some events. Like I don't do it as much in my show, but if it's a youth conference and I have to kind of fill the time or whatever, we'll like we'll do it. Um, But I made a very strict like kind of rule for myself that I'll never skip a topic. So if a kid, okay. I mean, if they say orange, nothing rhymes with orange or whatever they, I was like, all right. And that, at that youth group, they said yetis. Yeah. I was like, yetis? I'm going to rap about yetis. Yeah. Um, but no one else was doing that. And it I was think really, you said you promised God that you would never skip. I think I remember, I'm having like a flashback of you telling the kids like, look guys, I promise God I made that it, I, I made have it, to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was like, a, I, I'm going to step into this uncomfort because no one else is doing it. Yeah. And the reality of it is I could mess it up terribly but no one's good like no it's just it's fun kind of the wow it. factor yeah. of you yeah. know yeah um so i think i always kind of was just looking for things that what could i do that no one else is doing um and yeah as we've kind of gotten further down the line with this as a profession i think no one else that i've seen in the worlds that i'm kind of walking in and living in uh is committing to just doing it all themselves mm. right everyone wants to hire it out or wait for the record deal or wait for all these things yeah. and i'm like I don't have time for that. You're just the complete package. You are. Yeah, I mean, that's what I want to be. I want to be able to roll into a church, roll into a bar, roll into whatever, and say, we can bring it all. Yeah. And I I control it, so I can say, like, this is the experience you will get. Yeah. Um, Good for Katie for locking you up, man. (laughs) Good for her. Good job, Katie. So Well done. That that brings up an interesting point. How do you... So you have a full-time job, and, like, more than a full-time job. Yeah, ministry. Youth ministry, yeah, it's lots of hours Mm -hmm. and it's like as many hours as you want to put into it or feel guilty about putting i mean for me it's like i felt the need to constantly be doing more right and the question i get all the time is you know trying to do stuff like this is like where do you have the time to Mm -hmm. do this do you get that and how do you answer that question um i mean i think if you want it bad enough right you find the Mm -hmm. time um and obviously it's it, the only way it's possible is like Katie is insanely supportive of it and yeah. is and is totally committed to the vision and, and what the Lord's been doing through it. 
um well, like your pastor is though too yeah yeah you, yeah. I mean, you told me that yeah but i mean it starts at home like if it wasn't absolutely you know um but yeah no my pastor i think he he likes has from the, when the first time i started working there but even prior to that at the first parish i was at i think they both recognized that there was a gift here mm-hmm. and that it was blessing not only their community but others outside of it um and they would see me coming back refreshed you know, even even cool. after this trip, you know, we drive back 14 hours to Minnesota. I go to work the next day. I'm still jazzed. Mm. Sleep never really is the thing that makes me tired. It would be like the hustle of it. But at the same time, there's so much joy there. Um, so I come back, you know, having spent an hour or two talking about ministry with you guys, talking about ministry with two other youth ministers last night, mm-hmm. another youth minister the night before that. You know, so we're playing these shows, but I feel like I'm being invested in two at the same time. And yeah. I, you know, I come back after a week having spent like almost five professional development days, mm, Yeah, you know, in all reality, Sweet. you know, so I think my pastor sees that and, and he knows that I'm like, I would never leave unless my responsibilities were taken care of. Yeah. Um, so I've, you know, at, and I think part of it too, is after being at a parish for five years, there's some parts of it that are just, you get efficient at mm-hmm, mm-hmm, curriculum, yeah. things that kind of come mm-hmm. you get a every year. Too. Yeah. You know, yeah. you get things plugged in and, yeah. and working and, um, our pastor also feel like I'm so glad he acknowledges that a lot of the things that I do in my spare time are are skills that can be applied right to the ministry. So like learning how to do video stuff, learning how to do audio stuff, learning how to do production stuff, like all of that stuff is things that benefit our day to day job, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hot seat. The hot seat. It was good. Uh what else? Bam, what else? There's nothing else now. I feel like there's what else are we going to talk about? We've already, you know, this is the problem is a lot of times when I have people on the podcast, they're like close friends and I'll, I'll end up just talking so much about everything up front. And then you like turn on all the microphones. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you get everything out and then it's yeah. like, yeah. yeah all right. Yeah. We've kind of talked about this stuff mm-hmm. right now. I, I think when we've met up before, it's just like, I, I don't want to say a word to you yeah, yet right? until we until you right. turn record. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I, I want to go back to uh, when you and I were in my kitchen and uh, we were talking about something that, you know, is borderline crazy. And I think I, we were talking about how that is like the next thing or it could potentially be the next thing to just push, you know, culture in whatever genre or whatever it is. Yeah. And so, like, who, who was influencing you at that time? Um, like when you were just with your acoustic and just rapping, you know, while everybody else was, mm. you know, just like doing worship covers you know like who who is that that was kind of like a little crazy to you that yeah. was like influencing that i don't um or is this just totally god-given you're like man just, yeah just i don't me. like i don't remember i mean i think as a kid i always had the dream of like i wanted to be a musician right we we okay. grew up going to these christian music festivals and it was always like but at that time it was like very much of like out of reach far off dream wide-eyed like whoa that would be who's who's dream who who doesn't want to do that at some yeah. point, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, as I got into college and stuff, I, I really just feel like it was, I kind of said yes to it early on. Like, I just like it. Mm. I just felt like I could express myself through that way. I like it. I like writing songs. I like playing them for people. But I never set out to, like, build a fan base. Like, it was never, mm. it was never career-driven at the beginning. It was more of, like, a, I just think god's leading me in this yeah, yeah. Were, were, were you doing this alone though or was there like a, a like another college student that was kind of like like-minded that was you were able to bounce stuff off of no 
Really? Was, yeah, it was just me. I mean, I had uh, one of my good friends, Kevin Mahon, mm-hmm. would play uh, drums oh, with yeah. me. I remember so we kind of had like a little duo. And so we would play. At, and when I got out of college, I was working in Pittsburgh and he was still at Franciscan. And so we would try to play as many shows as we could in the area because we had like, it was cool. He would have this little djembe kick drum set up um, that would provide a really, you know, he was awesome at it. And I would play my guitar. And so we would play together. But I mean, you know, and he was really encouraging, like really, really encouraging and supportive because he saw kind of the momentum of it. Um, but I don't like there was no one else who was like in it for the hustle mm. of like, hey, I think I really want to do this. Yeah. Um, and I think part of it for me, it was just like so it was so God given. Like I never I never led worship on campus. I was never part of any of the, the worship teams for the festivals of praise or the Tuesday night prayers and worship or born in the spirit or whatever. Like I was never like the musician mm-hmm, on campus mm-hmm, you know i was like a late bloomer when it came to really diving into the guitar and songwriting for a franciscan student mm-hmm. um and just I, in the underground man yeah you know i was in the underground franciscan music movement if that even is a thing <laughs> no man i'm watching i'm looking at it you're looking at it yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah it's just kind of maybe that worked to my benefit mm. i kind of avoided the comparison and the yeah. drama and everything and was like because it's it's kind of cutthroat yeah. to like be involved in music ministry yeah and i was just like i'm just kind of doing my thing over here yeah and, and if- well, we we talked a little bit about that beforehand which i wish we would have just recorded that but when we talked the other day about like just grinding it out and not caring <laughs> about the results like yeah. how that's a really great place to be in where you're just like like you had said you know i made it you know, like I'm not waiting to make it. I mean, yeah. like I get to, I get to perform my music for people. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. We're back. And we're back. Hi. Um, what was I saying? Oh, I've said this probably too many times on podcasts and in public places, but I used to feel a lot of guilt about this weird, incessant need to just make stuff and produce it. Mm. I mean, and, and it manifests itself in different places throughout my life. Like a lot of it was youth ministry related and then it turned into hobbies and it goes back and forth between like professional career and then hobby, hobby projects and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I feel the same way about a lot of that. Like if, if, if all of it got cut away and the internet got turned off, I would still be like standing in front of people and going, what, like let's do a show or let's do a thing or like, like listen to my talk about this or like, let's, or like entertaining, you know, like in a room full of people, it's like, you know, during dinner and stuff, it's like entertaining, you know, doing well, and that's, that. you wonder too, like how many people would have been doing it when no one was watching, like when, mm. when no one was watching. So before, like you could just record an, a podcast on your phone and upload it. Yeah. Cause there's a, there's like, it feels good to yeah. know people are watching and listening, even yeah. if it's only a few, but like, like when I was doing the Pittsburgh, you know, kind of local city shows with just me and my guitar i wasn't posting on instagram yeah you know what i mean like yeah, there yeah, was yeah. nothing to show for what i was doing yeah yeah but that never crossed my mind yeah like i didn't care yeah yeah, yeah. you know how do you process because for me there's a fine line between caring the people i'm performing for caring what they think and then not caring what they think how do you how do you process that like um for me i kind of i've thought about this is it is it possible to make art for art's sake for me i don't i don't know if i could because even if i was on a desert island by myself i would still be thinking that i'm making it for someone yeah yeah i think that's like a deep desire to be known yeah to be seen yeah yeah i remember when we were working together there was i think one time i just said like can we make someone that is just for us like just for our parish 
make someone? No, it makes something oh, oh. that is just for I our think parents. I did say someone. Did yeah. I say someone? You did yeah. say someone. Oh, you guys got like deep. a Ugh. tech department, That's... science, some lab over there. That <laughs> we're growing are... people. <laughs> so, so. Uh, no, no, no. I we were planning some event or something like that, and and you like wanted to broadcast it out, mm. and I was just for some reason I just wanted to be like, just no, let's a... just do it yeah. just for just for this pair. Yeah, and and I I was interested. I don't remember really why i said that or what the event was but for some reason i thought it would help <laughs> at that time with what mm. we were doing yeah i'm not sure i we think should... there's a time for that too like there's a time where i mean i'm i'm not like this all the time there's a time where you need to be like all right it's just me and two other yeah. people and turn everything off mm-hmm. so i think there is something about that yeah I, I don't know if you could make art for art's sake because i i think somewhere in there's probably an argument for god's existence because like even if you make something like who are you making like you're the one observing it who are you making it for like what like what is the other observer well, and it's insp- even on the front end of that so not even about who's receiving it but you it wasn't yours to begin with mm. right so like if it was something that's been given to us and inspired by the lord you're not just making it for art's sake mm. like it's an inspired creation yeah. by someone yeah so there's already some intentionality there yeah right yeah 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 um have you do you listen to um david ramirez uh-uh. He has this song that I, I've talked about this before, but he has a song called uh, something new, I think. But the whole song is kind of about this where he says maybe it's he, he's just worn down by making art and then having to try to sell it. And he says, maybe it's time to move on and try something new. And one of the lines that really hit me for a while and messed me up was he said, um, there's a plumber down in Arkansas, the best writer I've ever met. When I asked him where to buy a CD, he just laughed and lit a cigarette and like this idea that man this guy's really really talented he just does this just just you know he just like showed right. this guy one of his songs and it's like oh where's your like let me buy this like yeah. obviously you're selling this and he just like laughs and like i just imagine this guy who's a plumber working with his hand just being like no screw that yeah, <laughs> like, right purely self-fulfilled you know? yeah it really that. messed me up i'm like man a- am i just doing this for the wrong reasons for attention am i just yeah. doing this for or am i doing it because i like the thing that i make like right. would i do it if no one watched you know i think we'll be always asking that question yeah right you think that's healthy i think it's healthy yeah you know gut check yeah seeing where you're at i also think like isn't that kind of how the arts started yeah like now it's you know you could wake up tomorrow and consider yourself an artist if you put something online mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i think there's like a bigger question of like and we've kind of hinted at this with other conversations of like what makes you mm. an artist what makes you a creative is it a following mm-hmm. is it something inspired by the lord is it cutting your ear off cutting your ear off that's a new creation yeah or reshaping an old creation yeah. whatever that you yeah. know but i like i think today it's kind of getting twisted as to like you know, like what even is a good song? Yeah. Right. Because good songs are now just based on streams. Yeah. Not the art form of the yeah. song. Yeah, like yeah. what is a good piece of art? What is yeah. like, and then on the opposite end of that, and this happens in ministry as well. The opposite end of that is to be so like, so rejecting an audience or, or someone perceiving it, like so rejecting their experience that you're like, Oh, it doesn't matter what people think right you know so I'm an artist yeah and the yeah. same thing with uh, same thing yet. with ministry like god doesn't call us to be fruitful he just calls us to be faithful so even if no one shows up like oh well jesus was rejected and and i think there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of ministers out there that just are not great like they're not doing good work right and so when 
when they're trying to put out their work or they're trying to do ministry and yeah. it's, it's not being fruitful. They're just like, Oh, it doesn't matter. Like I don't, I'm not doing it for the clicks and the likes and the, the kids showing up and the popularity, but you have to kind of be grounded in that because if no one's showing up and everyone's yeah. running away, it's kind of like, ignore that. Like, why is that? Yeah. Right. You know, yeah, why yeah, is yeah, it yeah. that no kids are, are coming? Right. That's you know? a good example. I like that. Oh, you, oh, you should have committed. <laughs> okay. Here's it. a good, here's a good, a good transition i knew we'd talk a little bit about doing art for art's sake so nick and i are nick and i will share a headphone here connor put this on i have like i just want to get your reactions to this stuff and nick and i will share okay this is some art i found this wanted to i think it would continue this conversation a little bit um Let's see, where is it? We're going to go with... Nick, are you familiar with Ryosuke Kiyosu? Yes. Are you are, actually? No. I'm oh, sorry. Gosh. I was about to say, that's, that's amazing. I hope this isn't super loud. Okay, so this is a drummer that I found on Facebook. And I'm just going to just... I'm just going to play like one of his... What? I'm leaning in now. I'm, yeah, I'm just you, gonna I'm just gonna play I'm one interested. of his performances, Connor, and maybe you can kind of explain what you're seeing for people who can't see this. Um, as as I'm watching it? Sure, yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit. And people will be able to like, hear it, but we have a drummer. He's having a panic attack. <laughs> Little, uh, unorthodox way of playing. You're a drummer, Nick. He's got a snare on on a table, and he's just going mad on it, holding the microphone, just shaking the table. <laughs> he looks like the bass player from Dream Theater. I'll just say that. So these people are like enjoyed this. I mean, this is art, right? Um, there, here's uh, BBC did like a, a segment on him. It's real intense. Most of the people say that like, climbing yeah, on yeah, top of the track. music. Yeah, I don't care about it. You know, I yeah, that's my way. So it's just his way. Performance art, he says. Says uh, this Japanese performer brought this more emotional stuff from my inside. So I, don't <laughs> I love think, this guy I don't back think here. When I when I pray, it's not wrong. Just yeah, improvise. <laughs> I love that one, man. <laughs> this reminds me of uh, these videos of people thinking they can. Uh, like make their own force field. Oh gosh, what? <laughs> you know? Have you not seen no, this video? And they'll that. have like another person just run full speed at them to try to, you know, break through the force field. Oh my gosh! And they'll get plowed over. I mean, sorry, this is like late night YouTube searching. I know, right? <laughs> In 1995, he started his career as a drummer and experienced live performances in various bands, and then he moves to Canada. 
he just like starts doing this performance that stuff. was the problem i think yeah probably now, going now to canada know why he was doing that yeah. but like i mean I, I mean i know performance art is like a thing yeah but it i don't know like stuff like this when i think of stuff like that i, I just don't want to be this guy like Should, and we'll props hit. props to yairogi props to ryosuke kiyasu yeah but i just don't want to be that guy you know what i mean yeah. like i'm glad he's doing it he can do that but i'm always asking myself like am i you know when i'm in the shower every morning i ask myself am i Ryo- ryosuke kayasu you, you know, know like so- somebody's got to do it though somebody's yeah. got to be him yeah so you I know to not be him but every now and then like like in the middle of like editing a photo for instagram or something i'm just like am i ryosuke kiyasu you know like i'll just think that like it'll just it'll pop into my head real quick am i ryosuke no but for real what do you like is that good I don't know, man. What are you, what are your thoughts? You you were very quiet on. Let's on, define good. That's what quiet. I'm saying. Like I, this doesn't affect his personhood, but like, I don't think that's good. Mm. And that's what I. That's why where I think our culture and followings and all of that stuff has impacted the what where the quality lines mm-hmm. land for art because like. Like he even said, he doesn't think about anything. Yeah. Like he could have even kind of found an out and said, like, this is an emotional expression of my anger as a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. it's like, oh, people can emotionally connect with you through yeah. your art. But it's like, I just have a hard time seeing that as like art. Yeah. Especially when you look at like the work and yeah. the hustle yeah, and yeah. like the grind and the perfectionism and all of these things of like mm-hmm. musicians. Yeah. Like, how can you say, like, okay, think of it this way. Like, think if, you know, you're a woodworker, right? Sure. So you build, like, a beautiful table. I have. You have. I've seen them. They're beautiful. <laughs> tables. Your tables are beautiful. <laughs> you have beautiful tables. And so you have that. And let's say someone brings you, like, like a scrap pile of wood mm-hmm. and says, look at my table. Mm-hmm. It's objectively not a table. Yeah. It's sure. wood. Sure. So those are sounds. Mm-hmm. But can we say objectively, like, that's not mm-hmm. a song? Yeah. What if yeah. someone brings you a pile of wood and just says, like, admire this pile of wood? You know, cause what, what, isn't that kind of the postmodern art is, like, trying to, isn't part of it, I'm speaking way out of school, but isn't part of it, like, admiring things that we might not have otherwise noticed for some reason? Or, yeah. I don't know. But no, I I am on your side. I, I, get, I don't think this is great, but <laughs> but there's... Uh, he's yeah. probably awesome. Actually, he is awesome. He is awesome. And I and what I respect. He has a website for that. <laughs> for this, that's that's courageous. Like that's his thing. And I would love to hang out with him. I want to have him on the podcast. Let's have him on the podcast. Let's have him on the podcast. Okay, let's do it. Well, let's talk to him. About what it. I meant by like people like him are necessary. I think it brings clarity to what is actually art. Yeah, because I think somebody can look at that and just be like, oh yeah, that's that's probably not it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, because thanks, man. You really helped us clarify (laughs) that that is definitely not. You helped us find that boundary. (laughs) You went way past it, and now we know it's at least not. At least not there. Okay, wait. I have another one. Well, no, but hold on. Before you go there, it's kind of like I don't mean to go too deep there, but you know, just go deep. It's something really, um, like, uh, not good for goodness' sake. But um, is goodness reliant on the fact that you know evil is present? Did I did I word that right? I I thought going after the table analogy was far. (laughs) 
You went real far. <laughs> well, no, like if, no, if, if evil didn't exist, like would goodness be goodness, or would it just be it? So, like if if yes, that guy yes. didn't exist, you know, what would would RP <laughs> or the fact well, that no, he yeah. exists and he's doing that kind of thing that's establishing kind of that line that I th- way over here. This is actually art. What you're yeah. doing is, is not. I think the official Christian stance though is that it's not like dualism where evil has a presence and goodness has a presence. Like goodness would exist. Evil is just the absence of goodness. Sure. Like darkness doesn't exist. It's just the absence of light. Right. I think that would be like the, but yeah, I get what so you're saying. Like his Ryosuke on art. Is the absence. <laughs> okay. Of look at this one. Look at, I have goodness. another one. I have one more. Uh, this one. So this is a, uh, an art installment. Connor, if you want to, if you want to maybe describe what we're we're looking at a, a pool of water with floating bowls. <laughs> well, are... when you describe it like that, I mean, it sounds kind of dumb, but <laughs> that's what we're looking at. <laughs> they're, they're, they're making clinking noises, though. It's yeah, like a, uh, it's like a water wind chime. Ooh! So this is perfect. called Chinaman, or I'm sorry, I don't know, if, uh, sli- Kleinaman, and a bunch of people are standing around listening to it watching it it says by french artist celeste something uh with random sounds of floating porcelain bowls comma relaxing comma beautiful (laughs) and they're various shapes and sizes now if this was on a spotify playlist for like study vibes or like relaxing white noise i'd actually listen to it yeah Yeah. i'm not gonna lie i think this is good okay you think this i i'm i'm and it's actually it's actually a pretty good way to make because it's hard to actually manufacture randomness. Yeah. yeah. And so the fact that it's in water floating around randomly. Well, and there's it's melodic too. Like there's intentionality. The different sizes to of the, the sounds. Yeah, yeah. Right. So there's this was thought through. It's visually a, appealing. Porcelain bowls, water, yeah, PC yeah. Pause liner. That. Oh crap. He's on an MDF floor. Yeah, these are all PVC liner, water pump, heating device, porcelain bowls, water. You got to get those porcelain bowls at the right temperature. Right. So they really give optimal acoustics off the bowl. Yeah. Yeah. You want to heat your bowl. I mean, it was it it was controlled to a certain degree, right? But the bowls were going wherever they wanted. Whereas the the drummer was just like, I'm thinking of nothing. Right. (laughs) And these what are these movements? He's climbing over the well. I think uh, for, for the drummer, the 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 creation was kind of all over the place. Yeah. Whereas, like the the creator kind of defined the space, and it was like an organized, organized, organized sense of I don't know, like I wouldn't call Freud it chaos. So sure. There yeah. you go. Yeah. I don't know. It's oh, weird, man. A, I, it's weird stuff. That question's gonna happen. Like, like, well, because... no. In in this, the bowls, like the parameters were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and they were identifiable with the the drummer guy. He's just rolling on the floor, like. <laughs> putting his knee on the snare drum, yeah. shaking the entire table. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. there's yeah. But if he, and yeah, are we allowed to draw lines? I don't I know. Can, I, I like don't we even would know. draw lines if for an athletic team, right? Like you're not a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. And if I put you on the, the field, yeah. we're going to lose. Like yeah. why, why couldn't we not sit here and say like, that's just not good art. Is there, is art more open? Are there I don't less? know. I don't know. Cause I, cause I think, uh, this is why I actually do like, the idea of approaching a lot of art from a business perspective. Yeah. Like, because it does kind of force you to 
to play off of another person and not just go, well, the, well, they just don't get my art. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think, uh, yeah. I, the other thing is that Which that's that's fine, but I think if that's going to be your position, mm-hmm. like, hey, you just don't get my art, then I still think there needs to be enough self awareness that your art isn't at the level of, yeah. Like, you can do your art all you want when you want to mm-hmm. when I'm not around. <laughs> but, like, but for him to say, like, like, and I don't want this to sound prideful, but for if for him to put himself in the same position that I'm in yeah. or what I'm going for yeah. and to expect the same. He might not, though. He might but, just and be if, like, That's what I'm saying. If he doesn't, yeah, it's like, yeah. well, awesome. But if yeah, there's, like, an entitlement thing. there, like, well, I should get the same opportunities, which yeah. I've seen that before. It's yeah, like, yeah. well. Should you? Well, it's not good. Yeah, you yeah, know, this like is not great. Yeah, oh, man, that's gonna. We're just trying to make you think here, Connor. That's, I like uh, it. You know, I like our it. show here. Like five years ago, I watched a BBC documentary where they're talking precisely about what we're talking about, and they they bring up um, you know this abstract art where you know feces is in like a cup, oh, and you know, Chris. and people are going to like museums and to ad- admire this kind of art. Yeah. They talk yeah. about architecture. How we've like you know condensed architecture to just um, being like economically like friendly and stuff, mm-hmm. so we're not doing anything elaborate. So since we're not seeing like elaborate structures, and that's feeding like our own, I don't know, yeah. just like mental yeah. ability to notice art. Like then it's just not being produced like in in what we do. Yeah, mm. and so I don't know. But find that in the show notes. Put that in there. But there it is, was very interesting. But there is something about. I mean, I've heard. I have friends who, when they started hearing, like we did a logo, like a brand redesign for Young Church when I first got at the parish. We did this like, well, not redesign, but we did a whole like branding thing. And I I, like paid someone else money to design something. And I had some friends that were like, you do graphic design. Like you could have just done this. Right. And I said, well, yeah, like I, like when he saw the final product, he was like, you could have made this. And I said, yeah, but I didn't come up with the idea. I didn't go through the process of coming up with it. And when people see the Nike swoosh, they're like, anyone could have made that. And I think some postmodern art argument is like, well, you didn't do it, right? right. Like, I remember hearing, it might have been similar, but this guy who, this artist who had contracted AIDS, I think they did a Radiolab episode on him. He contracted AIDS and he took a vial of his own blood and then just put it in a, in like a glass case. And that was his art installment was like, and it was during the AIDS epidemic and it's, it, it definitely was charged with meaning and significance, mm. but. I don't know necessarily that that was art more than it was just like a, a billboard or like or an it was expression. A, yeah, it was a, a message. Yeah. Audrey Assad, she tweeted once, and I don't remember when this was, but she said that uh, the best songs you listen to are the ones that you think you could have written. Hmm. Yeah. Because they're so simple. Yeah. And think of all of, like, think of one of the first songs that comes to mind is like Chain Smokers. Yeah. Like all of their hooks and their drops, it's like, man, why, like, why didn't I write that song? Yeah. And then I would have blown up instead of them. And it's like, well, you like you didn't. Yeah. And there's a lot of experience behind the moment up until that moment that they wrote that song. Yeah. You know, or like, Lord, I need you. is yeah. a great example. Like what a simple prayer. Yeah. But it's also like an amazing song. Mm-hmm. Everything about it. Yeah. And we didn't write it. <laughs> do you think good? Do you, but do you think that the best art is always the most popular? Or do you no, think that there no, no, is no. some relation? Because I struggle with that too, where, and I'm sure... I don't think the best art is the most popular, but I think really good art it gets recognized. It gets recognized Mm -hmm. as like, why couldn't I could have just done that? Like, there's a simplicity to really, really good art. Yeah, yeah. Because there's there have been times where I've been tempted to say, well, this thing that is popular uh, shouldn't be popular because it's not good art. 
Yeah. You know, like there's times where I'm tempted to go, well, but this thing that I made is better than that thing. Why is that thing so popular? You right. Know? I think that's a big temptation. Yeah. But All right, that- Hannah. Sounds great, huh? Was that good? What do you think? Should we should we wrap her up? The show is over. Nick, have you hit the button yet? No, I've not. Say something profound. Maybe look deep into the camera and say something profound profound again about art and evil's existence and um okay. I had a professor or Katie and I had a professor in Rome uh that told us that uh art was the very first form of catechesis. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of like came up on either side of your face. I like that. Can we find really serious things to say and then hit the smoke button? Like, yeah. look into the camera. What should we do? Should we do, like, tweets? Like, things that people have tweeted Connor Flanagan? Or should we do, like, like scroll back? There's our producer. We're okay, going, so... We're going back to some of my tweets. So we'll go to, like, some of Connor oh, Flanagan's original tweets. I wish I would have tweets. taken pictures. I just found a box of songs I wrote in middle school. Oh, that would have been cool. That would have been really that good. That would have been really cool. I don't know how... You probably won't have to go back too far because I don't tweet all the time. How do we do this, producer? Profile. All right. Okay, so you go. just you just look straight into the camera, and or or could we just do anyone's any of us's tweets, sir? Because now I'm looking at Nick's. My what? Oh, you don't have tweets? <laughs> <laughs> my I don't. What? <laughs> the heck? Oh, look at that! What's that? What the heck? What's, the, la- what's, the, what's the last thing I tweeted? The last thing you tweeted was Dude, I don't tweet. You know you're a dad when you have loose diapers in your truck and are humming songs from Moana while sports radio is playing in the background. Hashtag dad life. I stand by that. <laughs> I stand by that. When was that? Uh, when did I... I think that was like a couple hours ago. <laughs> That's not true. Um, okay. Hi, uh, everyone. This I'm is so a segment called... Right what should we call this segment? There's so many athletes e- right now. This needs to become a segment. Like EDM tweets, or what are we going to call They're this? They're tweets in high school. What are we going to call this? Fog machine tweets. Um, smoke your own tweets. Smoke your own tweets. Yes, that is <laughs> Man, amazing. That was creative. Wow. Okay, was, I found art. I found Connor. I found Nick's original tweet. Oh gosh. Okay, so just read it real emotional. Your original tweet, and then you got to stare into the. <laughs> Stare into the camera and read it real emotional. We'll all just kind of do our best actor face, maybe, like our just like real emotional. Making brownies with Emily Beth, my wife. Wasn't my wife at the time. And thanks to her and Nolan, my brother, I am now a tweeter. (laughs) I I couldn't do it without laughing. I I can't do it without laughing. August 15th. 2011. Uh, man. Okay. Brownies. Okay. I got one. I want to sit there and do it. All right. I want to sit there because I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Sh- I'm gonna crop. Me. I'm gonna crop like whoever saying really closely. Everyone, listen to po- hi podcast. I know this is kind of dumb, but you're still listening. So, okay. Here we go. This is Nick Gutierrez's tweets. And Nick, you can press the. T- you Thank can you. press the thing. This is a dramatic reenactment of Nick Gutierrez tweeting in um, 2011. Actually, oh, it wasn't 9-11. Sorry, it's 9-1-2011. We'll be going to adoration soon. Dear Jesus, thanks for being awesome. Hashtag praise the Lord. Is that it? Okay. (laughs) 
I my my tweets are just like retweets. Dang it, I Connor! Just retweet. I know. I went all the way to my first one. It was just like a retweet.